Hello and welcome back to the TwinCast. Fortunately, Oliver cannot be with us today, so I have decided to give you a review of Tenet. Tenet is the newest Christopher Nolan film that has come out. It follows John David Washington as a spy who goes around the globe in order to stop a plot to destroy the Earth in World War III. This will be a spoiler-filled review, as this film is extremely hard to talk about without giving anything away. So that is your warning for all of our listeners who have not seen this film yet. So John David Washington plays a spy of sorts who works for this organization called Tenet. So the film, it's a very different kind of Nolan film. As Nolan, who likes to recreate genres and kind of take an idea of a pre of kind of a very general genre and turn it on its head, like he did with Dunkirk, creating it into this kind of piece that's, as most war films are focused on the war itself, Dunkirk is actually focused on the event. So on this film, he's taking kind of the formula or kind the formula of a spy film and he puts his own twist on it. So this by far I'm not going to say this is a positive or a negative, just be warned. This is by far his most confusing film. Even though Inception did have lots of, was, had layered storytelling and several different timelines, this film explores time travel and this idea of inversion in an extremely kind of awesome way, but also it's extremely confusing for the viewer. I've only seen this film once and I know I need to see it again. Because understanding the plot of this film is extremely complicated. So I'm just going to try to give you a little bit of what inversion exactly is. So it's this idea that's presented in the film where entropy goes backwards. So entropy is, this sci- is a scientific concept that Christopher Nolan is kind of discussing in this film. And he believes that when entropy goes backwards, what happens is that things can go back in time. So this means that the thermal energy within an object goes backwards, which is a very trippy idea. And Christopher Nolan is building on actual science to explain why time travel occurs. And in his film, there's two timelines, you could say, going on at the same time. As some people are moving forward, some people are moving backwards, and then there's some people who have, are in the intersection of moving forwards and backwards in the same timeline, which is extremely confusing as it builds all these different layers of kind of the same, of just a di- many different timelines of the same event. And what's very interesting about this is that, so what happens is in the film, John David Washington gets introduced to this whole new world and this new world that is being developed is, taught, is taking time travel in a new and different light. So here are, so that's kind of the basics of the plot. And here are some of the, my positives on the film. The film itself is extremely well shot. It's beautiful. All the locations stand out. And I believe that it just, it's a beautiful looking movie. The cinematography absolutely brilliant especially actually at sea because a good chunk of the film actually takes place at sea which I really enjoyed I actually really like that in addition I also enjoyed kind of the atmosphere of the film as it's 
kind, it's very mysterious, like a real spy film would be actually, right? Most spy films, most spies have this kind of, they have this kind of secrecy around them. They're tied into an event, but it's very, it's very secretive. And I really like that about the film. Some of the critics thought there was very little kind of exposition or character development for each of the characters. I actually would disagree with that because the film spies are also like spies are also like very are hidden people. And because of this idea of being hidden, the film expands on this idea of kind of staying in the shadows. The character of John David Washington is called the protagonist within the film. And it gives it a bit of a, I don't know what the word is exactly for the film, but I really liked how everything, there's a lot of things that were hinted at, but nothing was actually said. And that's what really helped, made me love this film. The other great thing about this movie is just the cinematography, the performances. The performances are extremely good. Except for John Day Washington, he's a bit wooden, but it's actually necessary for him to be a bit wooden because he's getting exposed to this world. He himself is kind of representing the audience and the audience is watching the film through his perspective. I really love Kenneth Branagh as this over the top, but over top in a good way, over the top in a good way, villain who is there's a secret about him and spoiler alert but he is has cancer and his ideology well it's a little i'm not going to say it's not exactly the strongest character motivation it actually makes sense through his performance as he's this very conniving sadistic violent man who is very self-destructive at the same time and kind of wants to watch the world burn as he dies. And I really like that about his character. I thought the best character in the film is by far Robert Pattinson, our new Batman. He plays this very suave, sophisticated guy who's hiding some secrets. And there's something about his character that we find out at the end of the film, which I will discuss in a little bit. I won't talk about it right now. So he... He has these motivate. He's kind of he has a motivation. It's revealed at the end of the film, which actually recontextualizes the whole movie, which I really liked. And I also really like the other thing I really enjoyed about this film, besides the performance, is Elizabeth Debicki. She was the heart of the film. Her character was given a lot to work with, as she's this woman who's been scarred by her husband. He he has beaten her down so hard and. She, she's in a really bad place, but John David Washington provides her an out. And what I loved about this film is they did not fall. I, I do not like it when films fall for this, this kind of cookie cutter romantic relationship. No, no, no. There's no cookie cutter romantic relationship. It's, it's more of John David Washington protecting her from her husband, from how dangerous her husband is. And it's kind of his job in order to protect her rather than her having an actual character. And rather than them having a romantic relationship, even though there's some jokes about it, he is just there to protect her, which I really like. I really liked how they kind of played with, kind of played and tinkered with the Bond formula where Bond has to sleep with the woman at the end. But no, it's more, he's more of in a protector role, which I, I just really like how he reshaped the bond and the, and the kind of 
spy film template to build a lot better of a just a better film in general. So let's let's get into some spoilers about the thing I like. The twist. The twist is one of the best is an extremely well-crafted twist that I just absolutely thought was brilliant. It was so good, so refreshing to learn that Neil actually was the man who saved John David Washington at the beginning of the film in the opera scene. That recontextualized the whole film, and we found out the true motivation of everything. And what I thought, we found out the true motivation of Neil's character, and I love the hint. It's a very, it's an ambiguous ending, but there's some hints towards that Neil might actually be Kat's son because Maximilian, if you take the Ilian part, that's Neil backwards. So I really enjoyed that kind of, it's, a, it's some great Nolan ambiguity as usual. And Robert Panson's character had an extremely strong motivation and I really enjoyed his kind of his kind of suaveness while also being kind of the, he's actually the most heroic character because he has to keep the the implication in the ending is that this event will keep continuing forever and ever but each time they will make some kind of improvement in order to help and save the world so i really loved the sacrifice that he made and i thought that really drove the film home and I absolutely loved it. What I also did love is the opening sequence. That is, Nolan is known for starting off with a bang. If we take a quieter sequence like the Prestige, which foreshadows everything within the film, or we look at, for example, The Dark Knight, which had this excellent heat-inspired heist that just was just insane. I really enjoyed it. And in this one, we might, he might have one of his best scenes yet. And that is the opera house sequence. So the opera house sequence, it just throws you in the action. I believe the first shot is all of them running out of the, into the opera house. And they all run. They just run in there. There's no explanation. The action just starts. And then they have this amazing shootout with a lot of firepower, all practical effects, a great score. And I really, really enjoyed just the kind of extremely, how quickly paced it was. It just started off with a bang and it did not let up. The sequence also provides a, an amazing little detail where John David Washington is saved by who we later learn is Neil. But what's great, if you actually watch closely, it's that the bullet that kills the person who's about to kill John David Washington is actually going backwards. So the bullet is traveling backwards into the person who's about to kill John David Washington, which I thought was, I thought that was a really, that was a really smart move. That was a great, that's just a, that's just a great little detail. And so the film itself in the, I would say for me, the second act, the first 30 minutes and a little bit of the second act are kind of you playing, you're playing catch up with the characters. And I, I know that's, um, I know that's, imp- it's kind of interesting, but it's, it's hard to follow the first 30 minutes, but then you actually, what happens is you begin to understand, you get to begin to put everything together. All the pieces begin to come to place. And I actually really enjoyed that. 
I really enjoyed, uh, no, no. I mean, I enjoyed the film after the fact, but um, I enjoyed kind of the story arc after the fact, but while I was watching it, it was fairly confusing, I would say. I would say it did confuse me. But, okay. Now we're going on to the negatives. And the negatives, there are some negatives with this film. And I'd say the biggest negative is the dialogue. So the dialogue, the sound mix is interesting because Nolan wanted to kind of emphasize, I actually understand why it's so high. And let me tell you why. It's extremely high because what happens is that it's kind of almost like a spy. Spies talk very quickly, information. It's very discreet. Everything within that film is extremely discreet. And I really enjoyed that. So it's this kind of discreetness that I actually really enjoyed of each of the characters. However, the plot is very hard to follow because there are several characters with different accents. We're talking extremely quickly, low voices. It's, the music is kind of just all around the theater. And it's hard for us to be... It's hard for us to hear what the characters are saying fully. So I think the movie will actually be better if I get subtitles with it. But overall, I still think it's a great film, even though these sound mixing issues. I overall really love Tenet. I think it's one of the best films of this year. Maybe not Nolan's best, but I do think it's going to be considered ahead of its time because it just, it just, toys with so many different ideas and it's very and it asks a deep questions because it's very very it's going to be one that you need to see many many times before you can truly appreciate it so if i'm going to go for a score i don't think i can go for a number grade right now but i'm not sure what my number would be but i think it's about an a minus quality you should definitely check it out when you get the chance and I would just say, go watch it. That's all I have to say. Thank you so much. We'll be back next week.